Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about that? All right, Joseph. It is March 16th. And it's 10.18 p.m. Oh, oh, all contraire. It is 11.18 p.m. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Where I am right now, it is 10.18 p.m. I am speaking to you from the future. I am <laughs> <laughs> Which somehow is a little backwards. Yeah, backwards how does that future. work? Yeah. Because right. you're, in, uh, you're in Texas. <laughs> right, yeah. I, we're one hour ahead. So I can tell you if you if you grab a pencil, I can tell you the the scores of all the sports ball games that are finished. If you <laughs> That's run how down, it works. That's exactly how it works. If you run down to the to the gambling parlor, you could make bank. So do you uh, find cars where you are? Yes, yes. Uh, in fact, we uh, my wife leased a new flying car this evening. Right after we had our our meal of protein pills this, <laughs> this hour difference is really okay so if everybody's like going on what is going on here in the last well what there was no episode last week because i i moved yeah it took a week off it took a week off from this unpaying unpaid job <laughs> <laughs> we do it for the, the love even though joseph makes oh. a side hustle all the baja blast that the he can get in his face Call them the Baja Bucks. No, no, just they blast Baja Blast in your face in the drive-thru. The worker drinks a bunch of Baja Blast and just sprays it on your face. (laughs) They gaze your payment, sir, and you're covered in Baja Blast. And you're like, this is is all I ever wanted. Yeah, yeah. I pull up to the drive-thru, Tony Soprano-like. And uh, just unroll my window, and they hand me a, a big bag of, of assorted sauces, and uh, and then a, a Baja blast to the face. Half of them open, so they get that old <laughs> crusty sauce. Uh, so I moved to Colorado, and that's why we were off last week. And uh, I did talk about it in the last episode. The move was uh, interest. The drive was a little hectic at one point. Yeah, because we went, ran into a snowstorm, and that was a little scary. Oh, I'll oh, bet. Hold on one. Hold on one second. Hold that thought. Yeah. Well, as as I'm holding the thought, I'm going to say that I I thought of you uh, traveling across the interstate, uh, much like Jack Torrance did in the opening scene of The Shining. That's kind of what I was imagining. Of what? Trip. Of what? I, I imagined your trip out there to be like the opening scene of The Shining with the, the Torrance. Exactly like that. The it Torrance was, uh, family kind of navigating their car through the mountains. The clouds spell a symbol or something from that documentary. <laughs> that bullshit. The yeah, yeah. Clearly. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I saw you post that on YSGO and I was like, oh. I was like, then I was driving. I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> Because they were going to the, I've been to that hotel. Yeah. Is that actually in, I know it's supposed to be in Colorado. Is it in Colorado? I don't know if they actually filmed in Colorado, but there is an actual hotel that it's based on. Yeah. The Overlook. Yeah. But it's not the one from the movie. Yeah. It's probably not. Actually, 
they had a TV movie that they did, and I guess they filmed parts of it there oh, cool. at the actual Overlook. Oh yeah, with the guy from Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing people will know him from. The guy's been <laughs> millions of things, but a fucking. Oh, the funny thing about Wings is, it's it was a show that was on for like ten seasons. Oh wow! And I don't think anyone watched it. I never saw it. I mean, I was aware of. I watched it. I watched it after like Cheers or ending maybe it like always piggybacked off of someone yeah big show it was like 8 30 or something it was like you had the big show at 8 right 30 wings and wings i swore was on now i could be wrong it could just been a couple of seasons i don't know mm. i'm gonna have to look that up maybe yeah, no. yeah. who cares uh <laughs> but it had lol so anytime i see that guy in anything yeah. i just think of lol mm. and i don't again i'm like the show was on forever and it was just because it piggybacked off of a bigger show always there's a lot of shows like that that are just like so mediocre that they last forever like the jim belushi one with uh the uh the girl the woman from um revenge nerds place too. what was it she i remember from revenge of nerds too oh yeah yeah and she was also famous for uh being in the best conan o'brien scene ever when oh uh, yeah she went on there to advertise her movie with Carrot Top and Norm right. McDonald. As they asked what the name of the movie was, and Norm McDonald interjected and called it Box Office Poison. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And she was in summer school too. That's right. She was yeah. great in that. Yeah, she was really Cookie good. Cookie Nemec is her name. No. That's uh <laughs> what? what? Corin Nemec was like uh the the no. Parker Lewis guy. No, is it a Corky Namek? What's her name? It's like Allison Bledsoe or something, or Allison something. I have to look it up. Yeah, just just Google. What was that school. movie you said? She summer was in school? summer school. And um, Carmen. Ah, uh, that was that was his vehicle. <laughs> Such a good movie. Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh, okay, yeah, Courtney Thorne. Dean yeah. Cameron was in it. He was awesome. He was the one of the horror guys. The chainsaw guy. Yeah, and he ended up being on a, in another movie called Ski School, one of those like 80s sex comedies where like oh, those are the they best. just tear up like a ski resort and just have like parties and yeah. lots of, you know, get get nude girls in there. And then right. it be like the the people want to stop their fun. Oh their yeah. They want to stop right. their reckless behavior. This was right before we established the the right to party. Uh, this was as people were beginning to fight for their right to party. Uh, this is a long struggle. Uh, it was. And, this is like pre-revolutionary war era of And I partying. tell people, you know, you may think you won a war on the right to party, but, you know, you have to be prepared. Right. Because they're trying to take away your right to party. Yeah. And they will institute those laws. That's why we and have the then, 19th Amendment, your right to carry beer. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's right out of the Constitution. It is. It's, it's like, right from the founding fathers. Yeah. They so. were known to keg stand <laughs> and have babes. Sam Adams, babes. brewer and patriot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has nothing to do with my move no, to Colorado. No. So what's it like in Tire Town? You oh, know, it is. You know, it here is. it's like we are surrounded by beautiful mountains, and we have like nice progressive politics, and like, and like the sun that this rainbow is everywhere. Well, birds. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's a bird, an animated bird, on my arm right now. 
and it's whistling whimsy at me. Don't get too comfortable because I have two words to you from the future. President Bobert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only. only. Well, you know, if she's President Bobert, she's going to be your president too. (laughs) Bobert. That's such a great name. President Gogert. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the big news... There, there is two big pieces of news in uh, Texas today, and um, we'll talk about one of them more later. But the uh, but one of them was real good news in that Sizzler Citigroup, a large banking financial institution, um, literally came out and told its employees, "If you need reproductive health care, we will fly you to a state that offers it." It's great when the private sector has to step. In, yeah, when the private sector has to step in. It's bizarre. Um, to, and it, because the politics of the state are so fucking horrendous and that it will make people not want to live there, which will hurt the companies that decide to do business in those states. Yeah, I got blocked by two people uh, over the last few days. I got blocked by the lieutenant governor of Idaho <laughs> and <laughs> and I got blocked by. Some some politician in Texas uh, from their personal account, because I said on their thing that the the number of abortions in Texas, like no, the same number of abortions are happening. They're just right. happening in different ways. So you you can chirp all you want about what you've done, but you, you haven't done anything. You haven't lowered the number of abortions because you're still not providing reproductive health care. Oh, you know, they, don't, and, right. they don't give a fuck. Um, but they, the, they don't care. The They're other never, weird... The, the people always are against abortions are also the worst when it comes to reproductive, uh, like, prophylactic. Yeah, yeah. Or they just want to pretend not that it's happening, and it's the most insane thing. Prenatal care, or I'll tell you, you know what's gonna, and we've said this before. You, you know what will reduce the number of abortions? Pre-child care. <laughs> yeah, that that'll reduce a lot of abortions. After school programs, uh, raising the minimum wage. Yeah, you know, or would... paid leave for. Uh, pregnancy sex uh, education all of those things are real the state providing condoms yeah it's not a big deal right i mean it's so uh the other one was remember that guy who showed up at the you may not remember him there's a guy who occasionally shows up at the plano city council and raps for his allotted time <laughs> i don't think i remember this but that sounds pretty funny <laughs> it's this dopey old white guy conservative white guy and I guess in Plano, like you can sign up for time. And as long as you're not like obscene or whatever, you can say whatever you want for two minutes and then you sit down. And this guy like signs up like it's a fucking open mic or something. And he just gets up there and he raps for two minutes. And he did like a Jesus rap. It was really good. <laughs> so is he like just crazy or is he like on the side of good? No, he's he's crazy. Uh like he's just crazy. He's like, just crazy. <laughs> uh, like he's not like quirky. Means well. Oh, he's quirky, and he probably means wellish. But um, I wouldn't let him in my house. No, <laughs> he's the kind of guy where if he shows up, you know, you look at the ring or the whatever door door bell system you have, and you're like, you just intercom him to move along. <laughs> you mean he doesn't sit there until your dog? breaks its head through the window. Yeah, we had a, t- a tough <laughs> our our we had a, a door-to-door salesperson linger at our door and our, our dog put his her head through the sidelight uh <laughs> Ow. yeah 
So her, her head's like a cinder block. It is, her head was unfazed. She got like really bad glass in her leg though. We had to take her to the vet. So. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. What so do we, you, we go ahead. What? Oh, you, you moved out to Texas and the first no, thing. I moved out of Texas. Oh yeah. You moved out of Texas, moved to Colorado. And I've often thought that the first thing I want, I would want to do if I moved to Colorado would to see a, see a Batman film in the theater. Cause that seems like, I mean, that's what you do. You move right. out of state and then you take, you go with your kid to a three hour plus movie. Well, wasn't that a Batman? Wasn't I mean, that that's the big, exactly what you do after moving. <laughs> You're like, hold on, honey. I can't unpack anything. Right. Right. I have to go to the movies. I have to take my son to see the Batman. Well, wasn't, and, and wasn't that where there's that shooting in a movie theater? The no, the, that's a that rural. Wasn't, oh, that's well, not that's the whole entire state. Yeah. That wasn't the entire state of Colorado. That's, oh yeah, no, it that's was. A I movie, saw it. That's <laughs> a specific movie theater in a specific town. And it, well, here's the crazy thing too. It happened in uh, 2011, uh, which is crazy because today uh, we're in 2022. Oh yeah. So I'm not worried about these. <laughs> and it, I know you think like <laughs> new Batman movie, Colorado. Right. Um, I don't think the active shooters come uh, to the theater on a early showing on a Monday. They 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 tend to want to make a big splash. Right, right, yes. And like, so they go opening night, and that's when they do the chaos. No, that's, that's you know, like well, you know, like I don't want to, like I do want to go and shoot up the theater, but I also don't want to make a big scene. Right, I'll just go to the matinee after the movie's been out for like two weeks, and yeah. uh, I'll just shoot up like. I might not even shoot. I'll just like take Pick my gun stragglers. out and just like wave it around, uh, and and then I might just sit and watch the movie. Actually, <laughs> you know, so I I I felt okay, um, but yeah, that was in Aurora in two thousand. It's crazy because there's never been a shooting in Texas. No, no, never. no, no. Not, I mean, in the last couple hours, non- it's hatred of guns, actually, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, they don't, I, you know, it's weird. I, I moved from Florida to Texas and they're pretty equal in their laissez-faire approach to guns. And yeah, in, in which one's worse? Um, I don't know. I think in Florida, I lived in Florida longer. So in my head, Florida's worse. And Florida had Florida. Could be also where you're living. It could be the area you're living in. Yeah. Like, well, Florida I'm, developed a lot of weird things where like, a lot Florida's economy is based on tourism. So often you would get drunk people from out of state in Florida, not realizing that Floridians are like crazed gunmen, you know, and like that was a, a rough well, you'd often see like road rage incidents where like a local would get out of his truck and like start shooting into traffic or something. Florida seemed worse think- to me, but I met the biggest gun nuts in Chico, California. Here, I figure I just accept that maybe almost everyone has a gun here. Yeah. But I never ran into, I never had an issue with anybody where I got into an, a fight with somebody or a big talk about guns. I never really had that issue. Um, I think, again, it has to do with like where I worked, who the people I was dealing with, and where I was living. Like, yeah. And I, I'm like I said, I'm sure I know people hunt. I know some people like yeah. some of Roger's friends' parents were like would hunt, but 
I would say the worst gun nut people I knew was in Chico, California. They I met yeah. more psychopaths there. I'm not saying that they would like go shoot up a place, but like they were just like real obnoxious about gun it. fetishists. Like yeah. it's funny you brought up the Aurora thing because I remember I was living in Chico and I went out to lunch with these two guys who were gun collectors. We'll we'll, we'll just say that. Like yeah, yeah. they had guns. Sure. I knew they had guns. So I've seen some of it. And I remember getting into a little thing about it. And their whole they started doing the whole like this was the movie after the movie shooting. And I said to them, I'm like, it's ridiculous. You don't need it. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. What, you know, what the, you know, there's a good guy with a gun. I'm like, yeah. what are you going to do? Okay. You're, I'm like, okay, guy's in a movie theater. Let's say he brings his gun to the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And you're about to see a movie. It's like opening night. I don't know, late, later in the day. The theater's packed. Everyone's excited to see the yep. ending of the Nolan trilogy, <laughs> which wasn't, wasn't right. very good. I didn't like that movie at all. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. really disappointing. And some psychopath comes in, starts throwing smoke bombs, and shoots up the theater. What are yeah, you going to do? do? You get to take your already buttered hand from all the popcorn <laughs> you ate and try to squeeze your fat hands into the side. You're trapped in the seat, and you're trying to get your hand into the gun. And then, you, okay, and then let's say you get your hand on the gun after you're, you you know, your buttered hands from the buttered popcorn. <laughs> slips yeah. Out. You start, what are you going to do? You're going to start shooting too? In it's, this smoke bomb? The guy came in to just randomly spray the place with bullets. Yeah. It's, act, you're not going go to there and target specific that. people. He went in there to murder as many people and that was it. And yeah. if you're the so-called good guy with the gun, your job is to, your job's actually harder because your main objective is to try to shoot the active shooter while the active shooter doesn't give a fuck. He's spraying yeah, they, don't, they don't care if they, they, they don't, don't plan on making it out alive. And you're going to end up fucking up and killing other people or getting killed yourself. So yeah. this whole notion, and I remember explaining that to them and it just like went right over their head. They didn't care. They, well, their guns meant more to them. And I, then Sandy Hook happened shortly after uh, that. I think you're right, though, that there's different kinds of gun culture. Like, like when I lived in Massachusetts, I knew plenty of people that had guns, but the gun culture seemed more like they hunt. They go out into Western Massachusetts and they kill deer and they eat deer and whatever. But like, yeah, when I lived in Portland, Oregon, I also knew people that had guns and they were like collecting assault rifles or, or you know, it's a different culture. I also feel like the state you're in, like, you know, you're in like Oregon and these guys get, they almost have like a little bit of like a, like not a chip on the shoulder, but like, you know, Chico and North, North California is no hotbed of liberalism in any way whatsoever, but they're still under the rule of a more liberal state. And I think these people get very like defensive yeah, and crazy. Yeah. Now, like I said, I only knew so many people here and or knew people in Texas. Mm-hmm. I knew the guy down the block from me who waves the fucking come take it flag 24-7 all year long in our neighborhood, my old neighborhood. Yeah. Now, I'm sure I would not want to have a talk with that guy about guns. No, no. I would say it's weird. I'm I don't, just I don't saying know. from my, it's just my own experience that 
And I'm sure I'll run into gun nuts here. I mean, yeah. Colorado is a gun state. People use a guns here. It's just not as insane. Yeah. Well, and also Colorado, Colorado's different. Colorado reminds me, I haven't spent much time in Colorado, reminds me more of Oregon in that you have some really big liberal cities. And then you have some super conservative rural areas. Like, well, I just, I'm just going to tell you, like, it's really different over here. Um, yeah. I went to two Targets. <laughs> <laughs> and the way they arranged the store was a little different from the target back home really yeah it's crazy and so then where do you like, keep the shotguns and styrofoam cores? they don't sell guns and <laughs> targets that's anywhere but yeah I'm just uh and then it was really crazy i went to a chipotle oh and it was not in the same area of the chipotle i used to go to huh probably because i'm in a different state true and then we went through a drive through mcdonald's now okay nuts. I mean, it just gets, it's so different out here. What are their Bucky's like? <laughs> there's no Bucky's. <laughs> I guess that's the big difference. There's no Bucky's. That's the, that's the big difference. Oh, the Red Robin out here? Yeah. yeah. Totally nuts. Huh. It's it's Red Robin. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's so different here. Actually, yeah. there's one big difference about it. We're surrounded by beautiful mountains. True. Yes, that is true. Now it does snow a lot. It's weird. The weather here this past week for us has been mm -hmm. really enjoyable. It was almost like a little bit of spring. Nice. But now, let me see. I'm going to look out the window, see if it's started yet. It's snowing? Snowing? Yeah. It's going to be like eight inches of snow. I'm probably going to walk my son to school tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, the difference here, though, is I guess the state doesn't shut down when it snows. Yeah, right. You don't, you don't teeter on the brink of the Stone Age. You don't I mean, they still tell people to be careful. Yeah. You know, they're not like, hey, dude, we know what we're doing. You know, like, they're like well, no, drive with caution. Be careful. You know, we, we will address Texas's um, <laughs> approach to governing shortly. That's one of the topics we have. What are all the topics? Evening. Well, we, you were going to talk a little bit about the Batman, the new the new Batman movie. You you have seen it. I have not seen it. I did actually see it. I know we were joking. Lots of jokes. Back yes. And forth about, you know, nothing funnier than that. <laughs> yeah, right. shooting. Com um, endless comedy. The, we're going to talk a little bit about the Russia-Ukraine thing. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, President Biden uh, and his SCOTUS pick uh, and the Clarence Thomas uh, stuff that's been going on. There's, it's not like a ton there, but it's kind of some interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about states adopting Texas's abortion law um, and uh, uh, notably uh, Idaho has done this and Florida has passed a strong different... liberal bastion mm. Idaho <laughs> Idaho. Um, it's like Idaho is like Texas is like whoa we had that crazy yeah I, Idaho is like Texas but without a bucky yeah like it's just <laughs> without 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 Dr. Pepper it's, it's, it's like Texas but like I don't even know what it's like. I Idaho's like um, it's almost like run by it's a weird shaped state, cave people or something. I mean, it's I yeah, it's I, a weird shape. I swear, I think Idaho might be like ninety percent Nazi. It is. Well, that was the, that's where all like after the um, 
like after the Rampart arrests in, in California and the O.J. Simpson trial, all those corrupt cops moved to Idaho. They had to ship them all back in from Idaho because they're all the, it's like a, a terrible place. They they shut down, I don't mean to go off on Idaho here, but they shut down no a hospital. To our, our loyal Idaho listeners. Did you hear about this? They shut down a major hospital in Idaho, uh, like yesterday or the day before. No, I didn't hear about this. Eamon Bundy, that fucking oh God, lunatic, that's psycho. He, he got on YouTube and he said that all patriots needed to storm this hospital and start causing shit until the hospital released a child. And this child had been taken into custody by Child Protective Services because one of Eamon Bundy's friends beat the kid. And he wanted they weren't the kid there to protect the kid, really. Right. So... I can't believe that guy's still wandering How around. How is this guy not in jail? They He should... I mean, fucking talk about white privilege right yeah. there. That guy should be fucking rotting in a prison, not going get to go on like right-wing media, get to have a mouthpiece. That guy did held up a fucking government building, a violent, violent attack, yeah. right? And there was a shootout in the end, which this... he instigated. There was yep. like, people killed. Yeah, one guy got killed. One of his um, guys, but still, yeah. like dude, he should be in contempt of murder. Like anyway, and then the the lieutenant governor of Idaho blocked me on Twitter. Oh, did you see the video I posted tonight? I was uh, going to bring that up. We could have talked about that real quick. Is are you talking so, about the? Which someone one interviewed the lieutenant governor of Idaho. This woman, yes, Gov Gov McGeechan, on speaking at a white nationalist conference yep. last month. So she spoke at the Nick Fuentes Griper thing, and this reporter's like. Are you aware of this? You know, and she claimed she didn't know. And it's like, well, what are you doing there then? And he didn't let her go. She tried to like, yeah. He's like, you try to attack us conservatives. You know, these are young people. I don't agree. I don't have to agree with every stupid thing this guy says. I'm like, you spoke at it. Don't you're trying to act like you don't know who these Nazis are. And she looked you went like to a Nazi event and you dude, spoke at it. You reporter exactly. kept her there for four minutes. That, was a four, that video clip is four minutes long. Yeah, I posted and it on Twitter. I don't know if you, retweet, you should retweet. I, I didn't see that, but I posted the same video clip to uh, Janice uh, McGeechan's uh, Twitter page. And she and blocked I, you? I said, well, I added, Janice McGeechan is a white supremacist and a terrible person. Man. And then she, then she blocked me. So. She's like, thanks. I, I try hard. I, you know, I work hard at this and uh, I perfect I my craft. The, I appreciate the acknowledgement that uh, you give me. Yeah. No, normally, like big, big name politicians, I always think that's like such a sign of weakness. You know, like I've badmouthed Ted Cruz for years now and he's never blocked me. He just takes it like a champ. So he doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. He's a senator. He's a, yeah. This is the, this is like, the, the lieutenant governor of Idaho. There's like six people that live there, and half of them are goats. Yeah, I mean, like right. <laughs> you know, she's and she's probably also like really embarrassed. I don't think even Ted Cruz talked spoke at that thing. Well, you know what? Her- Taylor Green went to it, and uh, McCarthy said some bullshit like, "Oh, she'll never do it again," and like AOC called them out on it. And she's up like there. Her weakling. Her big shtick, the fucking lieutenant governor of Idaho, was like, "We need to secure the southern border." From yeah, she and she was saying that in that that thing with the reporter. It's like, what the fuck does the governor, the it's lieutenant like, governor of Idaho, care about? It's the like a thousand border? miles away. You think? Yeah. You think that? You're so fucking racist and stupid that you 
Like, well, you think these people are a threat to you? These I'll people tell are so you. full of shit. They're so full of shit. It's like, these, these are the people that work in all the factories that the, that work at all the factories and all those factories probably fund all those Republican mm. politicians. Like I said, all this shit's an attack on labor. Yeah. They use they use the they use the illegal um, you know refugees or whatever that come into the country. They work them to death, and then when these people try to say peep, they call ice on them, and they claim, "Oh, look, there's a big problem with the southern border." And then like, then they bring a whole new truckload of people in. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke, and anyone who falls for this bullshit, like the caravan or any of that bullshit, it's. Dude, they got you played. You're being played. Like it's the fucking literal cookie, the the guy eating all the cookies and the one guy yeah. has the cookie. I mean, like they're literally playing you and the Republican Party is playing you. They don't give a fuck about your job. No. The Republican Party outsourced their job decades ago. It was like a big remember during the Bush years, like that was like their big thing. They would literally teach companies how to export yeah, yeah. jobs out of the country. Wow. And then well, they play the whole immigration thing as like they they're also really concerned about immigration, right? And they try to make like, we're here to protect your job. Like, no, you're not. You literally made sure I don't have a well-paying job. <laughs> like, yeah. well, this, this fucking asshole goes to a literal Nazi. Oh yeah, uh, it's like a straight rally. up, like a, a, a very far right wing. That guy blocked me on- Nick Fuentes? The guy who runs it, Nick Fuentes, he blocked me on Twitter nice. because he was, upset that trump got kicked off of twitter mm. and this was like a month after or something he's like oh i missed him or something and i posted like a gif of the crying nazi from <laughs> the producers who missed hitler and yeah, said, this, yeah. is, this is you or something like that and he blocked me see i've been blocked by several weird right-wing media people yeah weird crypto people too this is this guy i don't even know his name but he goes on like rogan a lot and i found that he blocked me it was like the weirdest i'm like why did you block me i don't even associate yeah. with you and i think it's just because i tweeted out anti-nft things and anti crypto it's just so weird yeah well the, the last thing we're going to talk about is I, this theory i have about the gop um and uh their strategy and it involves schools and parents and stuff um but that's, that's oh, basically, reactionaries yeah yeah that's basically but, our 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 show this evening um, but you saw, we'll start with, uh, you're going to say a few things about Batman before we talk about Russia, Ukraine. Yeah. You, did you like the movie? I mean, it was very long. It was three hours. Yeah, that's um, a long, long time. Now, I know, like, you know, you could say, well, Endgame was three hours. But Endgame, Avengers Endgame, was, like, the culmination of, like, 20 Marvel movies. Yeah. And it was the finish. It was the ending. That to me, deserves to be three hours. I don't know if the Batman needed to be three hours. People, like, they loved it. They said, like, did it move fast? I mean, yeah, it moved, it, like, it had a good pace. But it was still a three-hour fucking movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Mark Patterson is great. As He's one of the best Batmans out there ever. Cool. Yeah. He beats out Christian Bale. He beats out, um, I would say he's up there with Keaton um, when it comes to, like, uh, you know, nice. I, yeah. really, I like Ben Affleck's Batman. I just think, I, don't think he had, I didn't think he was given a chance. But Pattinson's Batman is awesome. And one of the craziest things about this movie, I'm not going to talk about it too much because you didn't see it. Right, I don't right. want to spoil anything. Um, but it's, it's crazy. Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. is Batman. Wait a minute, what? Yeah. 
you know, son of a bitch, you're right. I've never seen them in the same scene together. Right. And that's... (laughs) They they revealed one of the biggest secrets in in all time. A lot of this makes sense now. You know, it all makes sense when you think about it. You wonder where does Batman get the money for all these things? Why does Batman always have Bruce Wayne's memories? Weird. It's like, it's very strange. But (laughs) when he takes his mask off, he's Bruce Wayne. It took me a long time to put those two together. I just figured Bruce Wayne just wears a maskless Batman suit. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he couldn't afford the cow. That's why he's got Batman. Batman's well, like, fine, laughs and I'm good. I got the cow. A lot of people said that this movie is essentially like a a mix of Batman and Seven, the David Fincher movie. Yeah, Seven. I mean, it's definitely that. I, I made jokes like I said, like Saw, like Riddler's like yeah. fucking jigsaw guy. Would he's you... good. He's good. The, he's fine. The movie, he, the Dano, Paul Dano, he's also, the funny thing is like, he's mostly like, done through video you only see him a couple of times oh uh-huh. very rarely without the mask and uh, his mask same thing with, and the craziest thing again all joking aside yeah you hardly see bruce wayne in this movie this yeah. is, i think that's a big deal on pattison's part most of these actors and this is a known fact for years they don't want to wear the co- fucking costume they want their face seen all the time like yeah dude, i always thought the funniest thing was like iron man 3 right Tony Stark barely wore the iron man suit yeah like well, and often like so much what often when you saw iron man it was like an like an inside the yeah you see his cap. head inside. yeah it's yeah, like it's so weird I, like i never liked that because then other people started using it for other things and I was yeah like, oh god i mean i get it but like it's a yeah it's, it's a little too much but you the cat well i mean it makes sense of the plot why bruce wayne is hardly in it like so you're two years. This is Batman's second year. Yeah, as Batman. So he's kind of he, he, he writes in a journal everything about, and he thinks he needs to do more. He needs to become more, and he's almost like he's losing the Bruce Wayne side of himself and just right. becoming Batman completely. Um, so it makes sense for the plot, but it's cool on Pattinson's part to. I think that makes a big on him as an actor to be willing to wear the mask, the cow, for like literally 95% of the movie. Like, yeah. he's literally Bruce Wayne for just a couple of short scenes. Yeah, I read an interview with him where he said he didn't think that Bruce Wayne as, as a playboy was going to fit in this film. He said- It doesn't, he, it, it, that, that is not, that character yeah. does not exist in this movie. He, it makes sense. It, it is, it's good. The movie does a really good job in like, capturing like a moment in batman's life or something like yeah. this is like it's his second year um you know there's like cr- rampant crime he's trying to like you know it's like is he making a difference it's like a lot of different evaluations like am i even doing anything right yeah um what's his face plays alfred he's good in it he's not in it that much um, oh yeah who is guy who plays smeagol smeagol okay. it was weird when he the the, the golem guy and he talked like Gollum the whole movie. He was like, Batman, my precious. He refers to the, the Batmobile as precious. <laughs> yeah, my precious. And I thought that was weird. Yeah. And kind of off-putting. I didn't right. really care it's for it. Little, yeah, like, skeevy. Batman's like, I have to go out for it. And he's like, nah! <laughs> That was so weird. I, did not, I didn't care for that too much. Yeah. 
But well, you know, I'm, he's like, listen, I'm in this movie. This is I'm most known for this. Yeah. I need to play <laughs> regardless of what character I'm playing. Did you see it alone or did you take your kid? I took my son. Okay, and he it was appropriate it for him, like it wasn't too dark. I mean, or... he's seen worse things already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible dad. I have no, <laughs> you know. Would you say the average non-traumatized 12-year-old would be okay <laughs> with him? <laughs> I don't think your daughter would like it because it's three <laughs> yeah, hours. Long. I, yeah, she would and be on her phone like 45 My son minutes really away. wanted to see this movie, actually. Okay. I think the whole Nirvana song being a big yeah. part of it, like that. Like, he liked it. He sat there. I mean, like, the last hour, he was like, What's the movie going to end? <laughs> I said, Never, son. Never. We are in a permanent time. <laughs> we, that we are all Batman now. We're, yeah, Batman these, we're still in the opening credits. We haven't yeah. yet seen the. <laughs> So, like, he's great. The costume's great. They did such a good job. I just, like, the Batmobile is awesome. What's his face as the penguin's great? Because, yeah. like, he wears those makeup. You don't even realize it's Colin Farrell. He does a good job. Uh, the Jesus is in the movie. What's his Yo, name? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Totoro. Yeah, John Totoro. It's just funny when you think about it, though. People who are, like, in their late 20s, early 30s seeing this movie, they're thinking this is the guy from the Transformers franchise. Right. They don't, they're not thinking of the other movies this guy was in. They're like, yeah. wow, it's crazy to see the guy from the Transformers movie be in such a serious role. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. <laughs> very very few Barton Fink jokes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just does not fly with that, that generation. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Cool. Like I said, every, Catwoman's great. What's her face? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really uh, good as Catwoman. Right. Really good. I forget her name, but I've heard uh, things about her too. It's uh shit. Is it Zoe something? The, is it is it Zoe Kravitz? The of the Lisa Bonet and yeah, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. yeah, she's great as Catwoman. Do I want to see a sequel to I don't know because I don't know what they could do possibly past this. So there's like rumors like the chokers in it. Yep. It's hard to gauge. There was all these rumors, like people like there's a scene like spoilers, but I don't think this is a spoiler. It's like Batman's getting beaten up, he needs help, he injects himself with like a uh a thing to give him adrenaline. Oh yeah. But people are like, oh my god, if you see it, it's actually a green light. He's taking venom. And venom is the thing that basically makes Bane, the character Bane, oh. insanely crazy and strong. Huh. And there was a comic book storyline like a year or two before they introduced Bane. Batman takes Venom and kind of comes nuts from it. It's like oh. a weird steroid or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, and so people were buying up that comic and they're like, oh my God, it's a million dollars. I was like watching the movie and I'm like, I'm not buying it. I think he just gave himself a shot of adrenaline in yeah. his thing so that he could overcome the bad guys. That was it. I that makes more sense. Because it, it made, that, him, it made it, him a little nuts for a minute, but <laughs> That makes more sense because that's always kind of like if you're going to do a grounded Batman, you have to kind of like they did with Daredevil in the uh, old Netflix series. You I have to make him a Disney Plus now. Yeah, okay. yeah. You have to make him real in the sense that he's still just some dude. You know, I mean, he may be like a really strong. My guy issue or... with this whole grounded thing though is it's so stupid because like no one. <laughs> real life batman would be killed after like the yeah. second night out right. you know what i mean like it's so it's like come on like i part of me after watching this movie i was like all right it's a good movie is it the most original take on batman i'm like 
I don't know. I feel like I kind of already saw this, but like the Nolan trilogy. I mean, like yeah. Nolan's, they, they all focus on different things. So like the original Batman movie with the Joker. I mean, this was like a new thing. The whole Tim Burton. I don't really, you can't really count those four movies. Like Tim Burton yeah. and the, I forgot the guy's name. Who took about, over, did three and four. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, and he gave Batman nipples. Right. Yes. Can't really count those. So we'll just go with the Nolan trilogy and then we'll go with the... Um, the original two... Daniel, uh, Danny Elfman, um, Danny Aiello movies <laughs> where Danny Aiello was Batman. I thought that was weird. So, no, I'm not even counting the Tim Burton movies, uh, but like the Nolan trilogy and like Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. So, like, the Nolan trilogy was like very set up in its own world. And it's funny, it's like, you know, I always could never understand Christian Bale's voice for Batman. No, I and hated I feel that. Like Pattinson takes that voice and perfects it. He has the oh. best Batman voice. Like he perfects it. It doesn't make it too stupid. Like you, you know, he's putting an effect on his voice. He like talks like this, but like it's not to the point where it's obnoxious or like come on. Yeah, like, that's weird. Oh, no, I, like I remember in the first movie. Uh, oh, the like, first okay. time I heard Batman talk, I was like, what? But it was like it was the first movie, so I was like, okay, he's, you know, this is Batman Begins. He's working out the kinks. He doesn't know <laughs> like i don't know if i'm gonna talk like this like you know it's like if you watch like old simpsons episodes right homer doesn't sound like homer 100 it's like hey boy like it's yeah, not yeah, like homer sure. yet it, it's there it's just not done and i figure by the second movie you'll have a, an established batman voice no that was the voice and he stuck with it and i was like oh okay i guess this is batman we're just gonna go along with this yeah. <laughs> You know, oddly, this is, I don't know why I saw this because I don't follow him, but Gene Simmons of Kiss <laughs> tweeted his review of Batman. He the liked demon, it a lot. You mean the demons review? Yes. He said it was Did no Phantom of the Park. <laughs> he, he gave it eight out of 10, but his only, he had two complaints. He said that it was too long. He said you could have cut an hour out of the film. He could cut out, I would say easily a half hour of the movie and it would. His, would not lose anything. his second complaint was Rab, Robert Pattinson's voice. He said he didn't like it. He said it was too high. Well, it was weird when he was like, oh, I'm Batman. Oh, Bobby. Yeah. Put that gun down. Right. I'm the Batman. And then he had this big Twitter beef with Rocco, and it was just uh yeah. <laughs> boo boo. No, that's Yogi. Not Paul Winkle. <laughs> Hey, boo-boo. Oh no, I was talking about Elmo, Elmo and Rocco. Elmo What? Elmo. Elmo uh yeah, Elmo. from Sesame Elmo Street. From Se- yeah. He has beef with Rocky. Rock, it was Rocco. <laughs> Batman, like Catwoman started tickling him. Like tickling <laughs> Elmo. He was like, <laughs> that was super weird. Super well, weird. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't know. I think Gene Simmons was wrong. I didn't think his voice was high at all. I don't know what the fuck he Yeah, was. it was a weird criticism. My Batman sounds like Barry White. <laughs> I, I have, I hadn't heard that criticism from anyone else. No, Gene Simmons is like, hey, he's a really good at Batman. He looks great as Batman. The way he carries himself, the cape, yeah. the costume, it's possibly like one of the best Batman costumes. It, it's just like, pardon me. And, and also, they really play up the whole detective angle. Yeah, like, I like that. Like, like you really, I mean, they did it a little bit in the Batman versus Superman. They kind of did that a bit. They yeah. did that a bit in Dark Knight, Dark Knight with the Joker one with yeah. Nolan. They there's some like detective work involved with that. Right. 
Luna, this one is definitely like, this is the detective. This is like, this is an element that people forget about all the time that Batman. Batman is the detective. Like He's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. yeah. And like, they would do comics back in the day where he teams up with Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, there's a generation of people that don't realize that. Like, that's really what the character is about. Like, I mean, duh. First, you know what comic he first premiered in? Detective Comics. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> Because that was the book that was available probably yeah. the time. They're like, I don't know, introduce him to Detective Comics. I really He's a detective now. Yeah. <laughs> Just by well. default. I would say, yeah, it's really good. I recommend watching it. Is it, it is it is too long. I almost feel like maybe they could have did like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And then did a special director's, director's cut. cut. Right. And then make it even longer. Throw in a, an extra fifth, like forty-five minutes of fucking footage. You yeah. know, make it like kind of like how the Lord of the Rings would have those crazy special right. Um, I, I think part of this mentality of making the movie three hours, and I, my fear is that you're going to see a lot of this. Spider-Man, last Spider-Man movie was yeah, super that long. Was long. It was almost three hours, but it was pretty damn epic. Like, there's a lot of elements in it. It was. It, it, it was a big deal. And actually, I took my daughter to see the Spider-Man movie. She sat through it, no problem. Yeah, she my son liked the whole thing. We saw it twice. Yeah, my son. Uh, like, and he loved it. I mean, I think that again, it's three hours, but it was like kind of like a weird Spider-Man Endgame movie. Like it was like it was yeah. Spider-Man's Endgame film. Well, it, it was, tied like, up a lot of the different it, Spider-Man, yeah, it was, Spider-Man franchises. It was third, even though it was like his sixth appearance in the MCU. And then bringing back Tony McGuire and all the villains. So it was yep. like a big celebration of Spider-Man. Like I said, I don't know if like this movie as like the outing of the first Batman. It's like, what are you gonna do in the sequel? Are you gonna make it longer or are you gonna make it shorter? And my yeah. thing, or will there even be a sequel? I'm curious. I bet there will be just because I think it did really well and it got great reviews. Um, but I think part of this is is this mentality of like you gotta get people in the seats, you gotta give them. You know, streaming is getting better and better. They're, they're putting yeah. better content on streaming. It's like to say about the Star Wars stuff. Like, how are you going to make a better Star Wars movie when you have The Mandalorian season one and two? And, right. And a chunk of the book about Fed than yeah, Mandalorian sure. still. But I mean, like, how do you compete with that? Like, at some point, you, um, you kind of, like, make it harder for yourself. By, yeah. It's like you're trying to sell one thing. And, and I'm wondering, like, if it's almost like imagine the Batman as like a streaming, a six part streaming show. Right. Where the episodes are like 25, 30 minutes long with the yeah. minus the credits. So you get a three hour movie, six episodes, you get a movie. And that that's kind of what I'm almost feeling like they're like almost like they made a streaming show, a really big budget streaming show, but instead it's just one big movie. Yeah. Because yeah. most of the time those streaming shows, they tend to just be a long movie when you think about it. Like oh, absolutely. The they have the same narrative arc. Yeah. They're all usually like they're not you it's very rare that they're standalone episodes. Yep. Like, well, it's different. It's like <laughs> a TV, a TV series used to be like 22 episodes long. And you would have like in those 22 episodes, like 16 of them would be uh you know, like mythology episodes or like a, an overreaching arc, but you'd have like half a dozen, Just you know, bottle episodes or one-offs or special gimmick episode, bottle episode. Yep, monster of but the week. I'm wondering if they're just like you know 
they looking at it and or you know maybe they just had a lot of trust in it too like the guy did a great job the writing was good the acting's good you know they they review these movies they sit through them they watch the dailies who knows they might have been longer and they shut it down three hours i don't know but it's good i recommend it it's just and then before we move on to the next thing i kind of just wish they would like one day just make like i want to see a batman movie that's like like not the adam west costume but it was like that color scheme yeah and like not, not doesn't be so dark and gritty like there's a way to do it you could still have the villains be psychopaths it'd be almost like scarier to have them be in more comic accurate costumes it'd be yeah. a lunatic yeah I, I i would love to see that i don't know if i would like the end result but i'd love to see it um you would like the end result yeah <laughs> you have to say yes you're 100 right i agree i think it needs to i think they should all wear spandex yeah they all wear the adam west costumes <laughs> with his tummy yeah i don't know well we'll see we'll see we'll see you know what's but, funny about batman too and i wonder if it's still to this day hmm. that dc that was the big thing about batman when it came out in 1989 was that how much of an effect that stupid tv show oh which as fun and great as it was it really hurt the image of batman for oh decades. yeah because that's what the majority of people would see it did not represent what the comic was the comic nope. in the 70s was actually pretty dark they introduced like ross like cool oh yeah joker. that's like around the era when the joker really became like a psychopath like where he killed people like uh, yeah i mean I, like in the if you look at the old 30s comics actually it's crazy like the late 30s early 40s they're violent as fuck, actually, for what they are. Well, and, I remember the very first Batman comic I ever read. It had to have been in the late 70s. At the very end, the Joker got stabbed. And you thought he was stabbed to death. And then later on, like a few panels later, a nurse or a doctor or something explains to Batman that he miraculous, the Joker miraculously lived. <laughs> He's okay. But like... Oh, thank God. I still remember that. It was like, motherfucker got stabbed to death. It was really... So, you know, the for decades they tried like for making it darker and like being like, no, we're not. Batman doesn't dance, he doesn't wear fucking swim shorts over his, he doesn't wear swim shorts over his batsuit and challenge the Joker to a surf contest. Shark repellent. (laughs) Like, that's what's crazy about like Dark Knight Returns, that comic from Frank Miller, was that like if you see the costume he wears, he wears like the blue and gray outfit, kind of similar. And it was almost like a it was intentionally made to be like a dark, twisted version of like Batman, and taking that image of Adam West's character, yeah. Batman, and just like making it dark and like this is what Batman right. is. Batman oh. is not a fucking like, you know, fighting Vincent Price's egghead right. and like dancing <laughs> and, yeah. and and that was the main job of the Batman movie with Tim Burton was to get. Yeah, that image of Batman out of people's fucking heads for decades. They like DC Comics tried so hard. I think they could make a movie or some or something. And again, what's great? We talk about this. DC is not really doing. They're doing something different from the Marvel movies. They're not going to make yeah, yeah. this one universe. They're kind of just going to make movies. Maybe they'll tie in. Maybe they won't. Yep. You know, they kind of made like the gag between like the Peacemaker show ending and having yeah. the Flash and Aquaman show up. It's like a nod. But I mean, like. Peacemaker was a violent rated R show. Right. Uh, and, but to just acknowledge that, the, hey, these things exist, but they're not going to be 
they're not going to try to emulate Marvel where you have this tight universe. They're like, yeah. Do their own thing. And I think there's room to do another Batman, kind of like even like with Spider-Man, like where you have Into the Spider-Verse with Miles yeah, yeah, Morales and it's a cartoon. I would love to see a Batman where you just get that look, but it's still like, you know, a serious movie. Yeah. I think it could be done. I, I would love to see that at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm As much as I enjoyed this movie, I'm kind of just a little over the whole gritty. Right grit it's like i want to see i want to see batman dance again yeah (laughs) that was actually it was really funny and we'll move on right after this speaking of dancing yeah you remember spider-man 3 with toby mcguire and there was like a meme of him where he he turned emo he gets the black costume and it affects (laughs) him and makes him dark yeah he has like emo hair and they show him dancing right right robert pattinson kind of looked like oh okay yeah mcguire Oh, that's in funny. Spider-Man 3 when he gets all dark from the costume. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. Eh. All right. Well, uh, what else are we talking about? Well, the, oh, the ne- Daylight oh, Savings. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, the, the reason I brought it up, you, you, you uh, mentioned it um, in that you kind of like g- gained and then lost an hour, but the Senate passed a... Uh, like unanimously a resolution to get rid of daylight savings time yeah i was gonna make a joke i made a joke and i i don't care if it's incorrect the joke but i said of course yeah. all the senate would agree on daylight savings times after they took an hour away from you permanently right <laughs> removed an hour from our lives and now but that's actually false supposedly they are still going to have daylight savings time until up until 2023 they have okay. to not just get rid of it the airlines still use it. It's like, you know, it's like any of these laws. But uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. But yeah. I guess it, in the end, we will still lose that hour. Yeah. Now, yeah. if they were to stop on daylight savings in winter, where you gain an hour, that would just be communism. Yeah. No, we can't. We can't have that in America. No, that's how they win. Um, gain <laughs> an hour. You know what is this? You might as well be uh, speaking um, Russian or something. It is weird. I feel um, <laughs> I feel uh, that daylight savings time is some sort of weird, archaic uh, thing that really makes no sense. I, mean, I don't the, mind the gain an hour thing. I kind of yeah. enjoy that. I don't mind it. Yeah. It's the losing an hour. That uh, fucks me up. Yeah. I hate it. It's yeah. Awful. I remember I when I was like in my early 20s and doing like night clubbing and stuff that uh, that uh, for a few years uh, when i lived out in portland the they made a big deal during daylight savings time or whatever where like the clubs would technically stay open until three in the morning because like at 2 a.m when they should have shut down it was all of a sudden 1 a.m again and yeah. a lot of the places had like free drinks during that like lost hour and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and that was always pretty fun but um yeah i mean i don't know it's 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 one of those things where i don't know why we still do it and it's kind of crazy that we do it, but whatever. Well, I'm glad to see that the Senate was finally able to do something. Yeah, I saw this thing in the New York Times say that said, surprisingly, the Senate has done a ton of stuff that um, that it's just not like big name stuff that like a lot of the weird little things that kind of keep the government moving. It's been surprisingly effective, you know. Uh, no, there is things that get passed. It's just all the stuff that makes it on the news or the cultural war shit. Exactly, or, yeah. 
you know, any of that stuff, red meat stuff. That's the stuff that arbitrary yeah. stuff like people don't think about ever. I would say this is probably one of those universal. Everyone hates daylight savings. Yeah. yeah. Everyone hates yeah. it. Right. But I think they're only thinking of the when they take the hour from you, not when you gain. Exactly. Hour. I, yeah. There was only <laughs> if you gain an hour every time, people would be like, hell yeah, we're keeping this. Right. <laughs> Well, the, I sleep on the weekend this is great. The first big topic we were going to talk about was the Russia-Ukraine stuff, which has been going on. Um, did you watch that Zelensky uh, address to Congress this morning? No, I didn't get a chance to see it. it I heard about it. Yeah, it caught me off guard because I, I still uh, am stuck on like East Coast time, like in my head, I, even though I've lived out here for a long time now. Um, it, it started at 8 a.m. Central, so it would have been 7 a.m. your time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was weird, like the first half of it, it's probably about a half hour long, the first 15 minutes or so he was speaking, I don't know what he's, I don't know what Ukrainian speak, like some Slavic language or whatever. Uh, and it was uh, interpreted, but with like an English woman. So you see him talking, but you heard like an English woman speaking. And then like, he showed a video that was fucking brutal. I mean, like they it was a real it was basically a bunch of shots of ukraine and then it was like the daisy ad from uh lbj or whatever where it's like little kids walking in a field smiling and then the next thing you know they they show the same field but it's on fire you know like a video i don't know what was it from but they were showing like if like paris was bombed and like all these other like bigger landmarks in europe were bombed like what it would be like you know yeah, I think was that so. it or was that something else? I, I don't saw. think it was the same thing. This one looked like it was it focused a lot on people, like kids crying and stuff. I mean, it was, it was real. It was a very awful but well done video. And then um, Zelensky came out and spoke in English and uh, everyone clapped except Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was on her phone. Um, well, that's because she's a fucking uh, she uses talking points straight from the Kremlin. Like, I mean, I know it sounds like, like, oh, you're being Russian phobic or you're being uh, paranoid. I'm not being paranoid. This is like fucking, it cannot get any more obvious. Yeah. I mean, these people are like, let me find the tweet that she wrote. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Literal, I tweeted, said literal talking points straight out of Putin's mouth. She wrote, last week, Congress voted to fund Ukraine with $13.6 billion in lethal aid. This is her tweet. Yeah. How much you as taxpayers' cash will end up in the hands of neo-Nazis in Ukraine? See, that is that's, a literal talking yeah. point straight out of Putin's mouth. He it's said this literally, yeah. And there, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I, you, have, it, you have, ever since they got rid of, the, ever since they put in that Citizens United thing yeah. in like 2010 or whatever it was, the Supreme Court and Obama basically said, came out and was like, yeah, we're fucked. You, right. you basically, look at look at some of the politicians we got since then. You get these dark money politicians. You don't know where the money's fucking coming from. Yeah. You, you get all these weird actor, bad faith actors coming in. And you, and this is all like within the decade after the Supreme Court got put that through. It's tough, too, because there are and I'll pick on a few Democrats as well, but like mostly Republicans there. It's a such a weird mix. Like like if you look at like Ron Johnson, that guy from 
Wisconsin, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he knows he's on the take from Russia. I think he knows he's distributing Russian propaganda. And I think he does it anyway because it benefits him. But then you have someone like, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I think is just stupid and crazy. No, you know? I don't. I don't well, think so. I think but, she is a evil, horrible person. I think she's. I don't think. I, I, I think I mean, she's evil and horrible too. I just think. I mean, she, fine. I don't think, think she's a twit, but I don't think it's uh, you know boobery on her part that she's like saying these things. I think no, she but I don't really think following she, a script. I don't think she understands or frames it in the sense as like I am helping Russia. You think, I think Ron Johnson understands? Yeah, I think Ron Johnson probably does. I think like Rick well, Scott like probably Senate, does. You I think be, you just have to be smarter to be in the Senate. Any well, dumb, any that's dumb true. Fuck could be in Congress. That's not even a joke. Because could, then, like, you, you just have to be at, in the right district. You could be in Congress. Yeah. Well, then you look at like a lot of the you ones around. Corthorn, I mean, like, well, you look at like Louis Gomer or Lauren Boeber Bo- or Madison Koth. I mean, like a lot of those people, they're just stupid people. And they'll say whatever their and people tell them. To it's say. easy for them to get in because all they have to do is run in like a really yeah. gerrymandered district that really doesn't have any opposition from the oppositional party. That's how Marjorie Taylor right. Greene got in. She yeah. got in because there was no one running against her. Yeah. Well, there was, and he left town like a week before the he election. He dropped out like a week yeah. before. He's like, yeah, I'm not running. Like Lauren Boebert basically won the same way. Yeah. Like, well. I, I still, and I'm surprised, I guess I'm disappointed. Senate, you have to win a statewide election. Oh, yeah. Difference. And that and in those instances, you have to win the big population centers, which are generally liberal, you know. Uh, you but, can't but, be as insane or stupid sounding. No, no. But like. Unless you're Ted Cruz. But um, I, I still kind of go back to like, I don't know why Democrats aren't making a bigger deal about how. In 2016, Manafort, who had just done a whole bunch of work with a pro-Russian puppet government of Ukraine before they got deposed, got up with Trump. And the only change they made to the GOP platform was to tweak some language about not supporting Ukraine. You know, and like that all this stuff that's happening in Ukraine is the results of trump's presidency i mean it's literally the result of why he was impeached to begin with yeah it's all it all ties back there in a way that's real easy to understand i mean you're not like having to bust out like a a weird diagram or chart or anything this is like a pretty straightforward thing and i don't see democrats mentioning that at all yeah it is weird you would think that they would bring it up i don't know i think it's like it just gets into like the conspiracy side and they kind of like to avoid that yeah, but I, I feel like you can still. You don't have to have the politicians say it. You get the you get the fucking what do they call those people? Like when people presidents run, they have like people go on the news and all the time and talk. Yeah, to like them. The, yeah, the spokespersons are. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you get people like that, and you get that language out there. You don't have like AOC outright say it. You don't have any of these people outright say it in the Democratic Party. But fuck, you could get like the media people in the media right. to say it. And bring it up like yeah it's kind of odd that you know you had trump as president and then now the republican party who like you said removed that one provision the platform in 2016 yeah to cater to trump and his benefactors 
it is odd. The whole I still find the whole thing odd. Uh, it's really funny too seeing what was it like? Tulsi Gabbard got outed. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, outed. Everyone knew this, but like her she only was like the only one in the government to receive funds from literally a Russian oligarch or something. Yeah, and she's out there like like you said like uh, he's using the same talking same language straight out of the fucking Kremlin's mouth. Like it is well, from day one. Any politician that's coming out. Against NATO, listen. I'm not saying NATO is perfect. I'm not defending no, no, NATO, of course not. but it is ironic that people, when you see, if you're, especially if you claim you're on the left, like Jill, Jill Stein, all these people, and you you say something like, you see people in Ukraine getting killed, you see Ukraine getting bombed by in a, in what should be considered an illegal invasion on the country by Putin and Russia, and these people's main talking point is to just attack nato it's kind of odd this so is odd you see that the timing all the time. of it, it's a weird it's a weird time to have that conversation you know right. of this all is time, so like, cut and dried like uh is ukraine perfect no but ukraine is a, a functioning democracy that had f- functional elections and peaceful transition like let's look, also be real about it too is resources involved and that's what it comes down to yeah. This country is a sovereign nation that has great resources, and Russia is trying to take those resources, which is what 99% of all wars is really right. about. Yeah. You know, the Iraq war was not about yeah, people sure. ever. It was about just taking control of the oil out of and getting it out of Saddam's power. That was all yeah. it was. We want to have we want to have easier time doing business. So we're gonna put in some puppet leaders we're going to get rid of you know joke was i think saddam hussein was considered like a puppet leader in like the late 70s early 80s oh yeah the united states loved saddam hussein yep for a long time he was an ally of the united states for decades yeah and it wasn't until he poked the bear yep acted nuts went after kuwait yeah they did like slant drilling into kuwait what they did slant drilling into Kuwait. That's what started it. They would like, if you have like, basically your country and Kuwait on the other side of the line, they would basically drill caddy corner into They literally Kuwait. would drink their milkshake? Is what they would like drink their milkshake, movie, yeah. Where he's like, I put the drill under and he's like, I drink your milkshake. That was basically a, what Saddam Hussein did. That was a big deal is that Saddam Hussein was drinking Kuwait's milkshake by slant drilling. Like that movie. Like, there will be milkshake. There will be milkshake. <laughs> that was what it was called. The, oh, that was about the, oil too. That was. I know. Right. That's why I brought that. You brought that up. I'm like, that's literally the plot of. <laughs> you find out that's what he does. He did to the guy who played the Riddler in yeah. uh, the Batman movie. Right. He tells him in the end of the movie, "I basically stuck a thing under the ground and took all your oil from you." You don't yeah. have any. I have. <laughs> I literally snaked it right. I drank your milkshake, and that's what Saddam did. With the so, that's really what's going on here. So it's. I find it odd when I see. I mean, listen. Yes, wars horrible, and people get killed all the time. It, it is, and these count, but these wars are backed by big businesses. There's yeah. like it, it is. It's cold. It, it is. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. And they and they use people's deaths as a way to like yeah. get people sway a certain way, but I find it really odd when you have politicians and media figures in the United States using the same talking points as Russia. Yeah, it's, it's and it should be 
kind of it should be looked into it's weird it's well and you have russia thing. saying that we need to amplify tucker carlson's voice and we need to yeah. you know it, it it is a very odd mix and i'm not convinced that everyone is doing it kind of with the same intention but every but it's all tied up into the well, same I, but i mean we talked about this earlier like the march taylor green thing i I do think she's a uh, a foreign terror because, like, yeah, think about this. Be. You, we just suffered. I mean, I'm have no proof of this. This is all. This sure, is yeah. conspiracy. But I think a very grounded, realistic, almost. Oh like, yeah, it's not crazy. Probably it's... true. Look at what she's. So she's like a blowback of president, of former president, disgraced President Trump, who also had odd, weird connection to Putin, Helsinki. Everything happened in Helsinki in 20, I think it was 2018, or whatever it was, when they were both on stage. Yeah. And they and they're both using the same talking points. And Trump was literally kissing Putin's boots on stage. Oh, yeah. It was the most disgraceful, well, weirdest thing. It was just odd. They it was would, so pathetic. They would get up there and, and Putin would do something and, and Trump would be like, I asked him, he said he didn't do it. So I, I, why would he, why would he lie and to me? And then you would see Putin use the same talking points that you yeah. would see right-wingers online saying, and you're like, what? This is like, this yeah. isn't, it's like, just very this bizarre. Is so fucking obvious. So you get politicians like Nancy Corthorn, who recently got outed in talking about his Russian bribe that he was basically yeah. provided. That's so crazy. He went to what did he go? He went to Finland or something, and he, he ended up like short five hundred mile trip or something to yeah. Russia. Like that was shady and weird. Yeah. But like you get like a horrible politician like Marsha Taylor Green who goes out there tells people not to get back. this deadly pandemic that is responsible for killing a million, a million Americans. More people died of COVID in the United States than probably almost any like tragedy over the past yeah. years. I could be wrong, probably am wrong about, but I don't know. In like less than two years, you have literally a million Americans die. And then what do you have in, the, in that time period? You have politicians like Marjorie Taylor Greene telling people, don't wear masks, don't get yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. Spreading ridiculous conspiracy theories. Uh, that is like a perfect, I mean, if you wanted to destroy the United States, but then you don't attack them in the military, you abuse their political and you put in sock puppets that are just awful. Yeah. And then you see like right wing media groups like taking the side of Russia in the beginning. That was odd. It was, that was very strange. It was crazy and really noticeable. I mean, like it, it kind of snuck. Okay. Did you see the thing about OAN though? I guess they're done, right? Yeah. They, I guess um, DirecTV dropped them. I think they're. I think they are done, you know, uh, like a couple more weeks of um, a couple more weeks of broadcasting, but then they're like nowhere. I don't know what they're going to do uh, if they're going to stay on as like uh, and try to syndicate or I don't know. And then what a good example, OAN, bring that up. They got some shady ass people that work there. One of the guys they had working there was this guy, Jack Posobiec, yeah, who has really strange ties to russia and has used their talking points i see his tweets all the time and he is basically retweeting putin's 
Uh, that guy is a, yeah. That guy's been out. He's been on the payroll of foreign adversaries for years. Yeah. This guy, like, he should not. Mike told you when Newsweek gave him like a op-ed. I was like, what? The yeah, fuck? yeah. Why would you give that piece of shit of all people? So I don't know. This whole Ukraine, you know, my I was like, I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like, he guess he's saying that like it's starting to wane down a bit or something, like. Well, I just think this is going to go on forever. This is never going to end. This is going to be one of these, like, you're going to see Russia starting shit with them, and there's going to be, like, some kind of insurgency. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, like, I've heard, I, I, I read, there's this one guy, Francis Fukuyama, who wrote a famous book 20 years ago called The End of History, uh, which was later proven wrong but his basic premise was that like more and more now liberal democracies are going to be the way countries are run you're going to have an occasional authoritarian government or this that or whatever but liberal democracy has been proven as like the ultimate form of government and um and a lot of people say like trump's populism kind of like worked against fukuyama's theory anyway fukuyama says that russia's gonna lose i hate that people call it populism on russia's part i mean on trump's part yeah yeah because it's like that is not populism. No, that no, but like it's like authoritarian. Like, yeah, but he used populism to pursue an authoritarian. Regime. Yeah, of course. He couched right. it in populism. But the media helped sell him as a. Populist. Oh yeah, yeah. Is like a fucking disgusting on their part. Well, Fukuyama thinks that the Russia has lost the war. You know, I mean, they, essentially. Well, they definitely lost the war when it comes on the messaging. Probably. Yeah, they lost the information war. And now that they've, they've committed like half their troops, Ukraine's pretty big. They are Russia not, doesn't want to even be in, like, the Russians don't want to fight in this. No, he thought, I Fukuyama and, and a few other people whose tweets I read um, are saying basically... That, that they miscalculated, Russia miscalculated. They thought that they would roll in and there'd be enough popular support for uh, for Russia that they would be able to install some puppet governor governors or, or mayors or whatever. And and basically- How about Marshall Greens? Yeah, you know, like basically take over the there. country. Um, but what they didn't count on is that uh, plenty of Ukrainians wanted nothing to do with that. And then once they started bombing cities, even the people that might have been receptive to Russian rule, turns out they don't like being bombed. You know, being bombed, they don't <laughs> yeah. like being killed. They don't want to see they their like, friends and family get killed. They don't like or their favorite places get destroyed. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, like, and that makes sense. Like, you you know how you That's get, like, you know how you get me and you know Steve the MAGA chud to sit down and and start agreeing on things. Drop a few bombs on our city. And I'll team up with Steve like pretty quickly against whoever's yeah, dropping exactly. bombs. Like, you just you created an enemy that like yeah. a bigger enemy. Right. It's like a classic, it's like a classic comic twist. It's like, how do you get the bad guy to right. work with the superhero? You get a bigger bad guy in there. Um, you know, Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna MAGA uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, MAGA Steve. I'm going to turn a blind eye to your virulent uh, homophobia for for a few minutes. Dodge and, these missiles being yeah, sent. and maybe um, we can take out that that missile launcher that's down the road. And we can put our, our petty 
squabbles of like right. you wanting to stone people to death. Exactly. And you know what? I'll bet well, you. The Magus... problem is that Maga Steve would probably also be repeating the same talking points of True. whatever yeah. foreign adversaries coming. But in. if not, I'll bet you Maga Steve would have very few problems with a trans soldier fighting by his side if it meant not getting bombs dropped on his head. Like, right? <laughs> he'd probably exactly. reevaluate his his transphobia nah. pretty quickly. Maga Steve would thank <laughs> him and then go back to being a piece of shit. Oh yeah, day. yeah. When the bombs well, cleared, are the bombs not cleared? Okay, I'm a piece of shit again. Right. right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maga Steve does what Maga Steve <laughs> do. You know they don't call me Maga Steve because I'm tolerant. <laughs> I'm just thinking of now. I've got like a, a weird disco stew in my. Yeah, mind. exactly. Disco stew does Maga Steve doesn't advertise. Yeah, you, do. you have a fucking don't tread on me flag on the back of your car. You advertise like crazy. <laughs> Well, I I think that um, I don't know. A lot of the smart people who who I follow are saying that like you that Russia can't win, but Ukraine can lose. I know that's like a weird way of putting it, but um, we'll see. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. Ukraine's getting the brunt of it, but like they're fighting back too, and it's kind of funny because like you see all these. It's hard to tell like what's true or not, but like you see some of these stories and. It, like supposedly, like supposedly, like some of these Russian soldiers were like just dropped off there. They didn't even know they were going to be like yeah. thrown into a conflict. I don't know. Like I heard that. That seems a little, you know, seems a little ridiculous. The and I don't know if I've told you this story before, but like I always think of this when I hear stuff like that. When I lived in Flagstaff, Arizona, I ate food, I ate pizza at this place called Alpine Pizza all the time, and it was uh, well, no, it was a. Uh, uh, they served everything in these giant tables. You had to eat communally. It was like a European style thing the where everyone. <laughs> yeah. You, you sat. Uh, so, anyway, so, so this guy sits next to us. I'm a young guy. And he's got like only half his fingers. And like he's all, he looks completely jacked up. He's got like no teeth. And I started talking to him. And he was British. He fought in the Falkland Islands War. Remember when the British uh, fought against. Argentina for like three weeks. Yeah, I've heard this story. The Falkland. Like, yeah. Okay. So the the Falkland Islands were like a British territory off the coast of Argentina, and um, uh, Argentina is like we're taking them back, and Britain's like fuck you are. We're gonna, those are our Falkland Islands, and Bloom those County. Are, those are fucking islands. <laughs> Bloom County ran a whole series. It was a real big news story, pop culture story at the time. Anyway, now you hear references to like soldiers that got like permanently killed maimed from Falkland yeah. or permanently fucked up from the Falkland Island. Well you hear he, those references and stuff. He told me that none of the people on his side and the British side wanted to fight. He's like, we don't want to kill anybody. And he said that in the daytime they would launch mortars blindly at the other side. Then not trying to hit anybody. They were just they they had to to shoot and stuff. And then in the evening, they would all get tanked, drunk, and hang out with the other side. Like they'd <laughs> hang out in the, and then they'd go back the next morning. I'll try not like, to hit you next. Launching missiles at each other and shit. And I was like, well, how'd you lose your fingers? He blew his hands up trying to load a mortar, you know? And I always remember that. And he's like, none of us wanted to kill anybody, none of us wanted to fight. It was like we're fighting over rocks in the middle of an ocean. Like nobody, nobody gave a damn. It wasn't, 
No one was getting in. Bunch of rich assholes using yeah. you guys as pawns. Right. So, like, I mean, that's. I mean, in the day, why the fuck would Russia? I mean, Putin just wants the fucking root. He wants yeah. more money. So, like, the that's Ukrainians. That's really what the Ukraine thing's about. Yeah, I get why the wants, Ukrainians want to fight because they got to protect where they live. But the Russian soldiers that are invading, the fuck, they care about this. Do you they think probably, it's going to benefit from it financially? No, it's all the fucking oligarchs no. that get to benefit from it. Isn't Russia even like? What the fuck is their like? What are they? What's their system now? Are they like a libertarian they, island now? They have like it's they, they're on paper a, de- a a democracy with like some sort of weird capitalism. Yeah, democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they're but they're remember not. when there was a different president because Putin just took a little break for a while, so he just put in another guy to take his place for like a couple of years. I don't remember that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't. It was like I'm trying to remember when it was. I think it might have been during the George W. Bush years. Putin wasn't president for like a couple of years, but he really was. He I, this is ringing a bell the now. Appearance that there was a democracy, and he literally just shoved in some guy, some puppet for like four years or something like that, and then he's been president since. He's like, I'm not even going to pretend anymore. That would be funny if it was an actual puppet, like guy, yeah, guy yeah, like Smiley a, from Sesame yeah. Street, like <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that show Soap with the ventriloquist. Yeah, like Putin's like literally holding a puppet. Right, that'd be funny. Like, well, that's, I mean, I guess that's all I really have to say about Russia, Ukraine. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised. I'm no, what su- is he? He's been president for like, what, three decades now? It's been a while. I don't, I, I guess. Did, didn't England or London like seize money of his and like, like they call it like, I forgot the word it was called, lackey or something. I don't know. Like supposedly he tried putting a bunch of money of his money and or trying to get a bunch of his money in london and they froze his assets like it would have been like tons of money like a putin's money well they say that the 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 u.s and and western countries have been surprisingly effective at s- taking the money shutting off the supply of money um and it didn't always used to be that way uh i don't know well, it's kind of interesting when like you know, crypto has been kind of this like still wild west thing. Yeah. And then like Biden announced some like regulation on crypto, and the timing yeah. of it's pretty funny because it, like it's like a couple of weeks after the beginning of right. the whole Ukraine conflict, and it, in the, you knowing that like a bunch of Russian money was going into like cryptocurrency. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. Yeah, I don't. I, it is kind of a weird one. I, I will say, I guess this is kind of where I'll leave off with my Russia-Ukraine thing. It, it is, it's real confusing to me because, like, I've spent my whole life basically not being against wars. You know, I mean, like looking back on things, like, of course, World War II was a noble war in that it had we had. But I bet if you lived during that time, you would it would be a different situation, mm. depending on the information you would get. And yeah, you knew that could be. Yeah, there was like weird elements. There were people who were anti-war because they were just anti-war. But then there were yeah. also people that were like American Nazis. And it oh, yeah, it was a big deal. Germany because they fully supported what Germany was doing. Yeah. Well, all, all the wars that I've been kind of like conscious about, I guess the Vietnam War, I, I was too young to, I was like three when it happened. But like the Vietnam War was in my head, like kind of a bad war, you know, and the, all the other wars, like, I know we fought in, like, we invaded Panama briefly, and we fought, um, what was it, Guam, I think we invaded, uh, or Grenada, Grenada. Um, and then, uh, 
obviously like the, the Persian Gulf Wars and stuff like that. I've all I've been against all the wars, you know, but this is the first war in recent memory where I'm like, you know, I I think obviously this is worth fighting for the Ukrainians. And well, I mean, I don't think the United States should get involved because I think if they get involved, it would be a much bigger conflict. Oh, yeah, yeah. World War Three type shit. It's easy to support the Ukraine because we are here and it has not affected us in a like, I mean, the right. only thing that really affected Americans is that gas prices went up. Like, yeah. Power everywhere. And it's actually kind of interesting because like oil prices went down and people are like, yeah. well, the gas prices still high at this point. Like if they've, if they've gone below $100, there's no reason why gas prices are this high. Right. So there's something else going on. But the it hasn't it's easy to come in and support you know i mean it should yeah, be yeah. Easy to come in and support ukraine they definitely look like the the underdogs the victims this, yeah that you know russia definitely the bullies in this situation um it's just an odd conflict my biggest issue again is that like i think there's just because of I, what i personally dealt with online with like weird uh trolls online yeah, yeah. over the years with, with all the anti-trump art or whatever i would put up and seeing these comments and then it's kind of seeing all this kind of like it's like full circle and seeing a lot of these bad faith actors in american media or canadian canadians yep. or foreign entities that kind of work on the youtube space and, you know and the thing is like it's easy to like downplay these people but these people get more views than cnn gets yeah they yeah, get more yeah. views yeah, that's why it was like a big fucking deal. You know, it's like who cares what Joe Rogan says? No, it is a fucking big deal because yeah. he's he has more viewers than he's most got wider of reach. News. And it, he comes off like this regular Joe guy or tries to, and that's what makes him more dangerous. So no, it is a big fucking deal. So yeah. and then you see these like bad faith actors come in and they're like this whole Russia thing kind of exposed and it also exposed that like majority of the Republican Party is like yeah, kind of in lockstep with the whole Ukraine invasion. Even it's just, though they'll pretend and clap for a bit. At least Marjorie Green was honest enough to not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's so weird. I mean, that's... I, I think there's just a, a big problem that, and again, it all stems from Citizen United. Yeah, that's and, true. And out of a control, and out of a control right-wing media. I mean, yeah, it is odd that Russians would be propping up Tucker Carlson? What the fuck? Yeah. What's that all about? And how many times Tucker Carlson's gone out to like, it's so weird. He's gone like twice recently, done trips out to like Hungary. Yeah. To like yeah. meet up with the insanely fascist right wing leader of Hungary. Like, I forgot is, the guy's name, but like he props him up all the time. It's super weird. It is, it is strange because I can't, I mean, like, I, I don't know the end game with a lot of these people. Like a lot of these people are wealthy themselves. They don't need more money. I mean, like, I guess some people like more money, you know, just like. Well, they love power. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's power. I don't know. Cause like, if you look at these places like Russia or they just don't seem like attractive places to, to be. Well, isn't you know like the I joke mean? is too. It's like, okay. So Ukraine on the map, Ukraine looks much smaller than Russia. Right. Yeah. But isn't like Ukraine like a totally habitable country? Well, Russia, it's like yeah, right. whole country lives in like the southern region. Yeah, Russia's kind of like Canada in that sense, where like 
90% of the population of Canada lives like within 10 miles of its border, you know, yeah. the, all, all the northern parts are abandoned. It's like fucking moose and, and wolves. Oh, it's and like shit. fucking frozen tundra. Yeah. Well, Russia's like that too, you know. Um, that, the, the joke uh, is that you hear stories, they love that there's global warming, actually. Because yeah, it's actually almost giving them more usable land. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I'll go on Google Maps and look around at like countries or whatever. And some weird parts of Russia actually have like street view where you can like look around. So much of Russia is just like uh, empty. You know, it's not a, it's just, it's wilderness. You know, it's really beautiful in a way, but like you can't do anything. It's with like it. where Rocky trains in Rocky Four. They yeah. get you in like the woods. Right. And they climb the mountain. <laughs> He's like, ah! while Drago gets like all the steroids and shit, and he's got like, like, gets all like the, like, awesome sports stuff back in 1985. <laughs> and, and like, Rockies and Paul, you're playing chess with like Slavic yeah. and Borschgif, and like, he's pulling a plow, he's, he's lifting logs. Yeah, that movie was that. awesome. That movie was like ninety percent montage. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just he did a director's cut recently. Are you serious? I really want to see it. It's such a bad movie on yeah. so many levels. It's like Whoa. the most. It's the weirdest film ever. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot of movies like that. I remember seeing Firefox with Clint Eastwood, like, and it was the same kind of like Russia. It was like, like mid eighties, like weird uh-huh. hyper patriotic hyper like anti-russia like i mean yep. it's like, it starts with like uh what do you call it um red dawn red dawn yeah we yeah. thought we did a whole episode yeah. on red dawn that was a good one like i said i just find it really odd that like the people who produce red dawn and like pushed anti-russia you know russia phobia as a, they would like to say now yeah are the same people now like kind of lock stepped in with russia now yeah it's weird it is it is all right well what's the next thing well the next thing we we actually kind of touched on this a little bit with biden's uh supreme court pick um i was kind of hoping i and i i probably should have looked this up i I was hoping she'd be confirmed already you know um i don't know yeah i i would look i would do it asap they had that amy coney barrett uh nominated they were on a schedule with that one well, look, man, the Senate's 50-50, and some of the Democratic senators are old. Yeah, uh, I would just get it over with. I would just you do also it. Joe Manchin. I'm sorry. I don't trust that guy. No. Cinema's even worse. Cinema's worse. But um, Manchin's No, I think too. Cinema will vote for her. I think Manchin's the one I think is going to fuck everything up. Mm. Well. Or maybe we'll I'm wrong. Cinema will probably fuck it up, too, because she's a horrible hag also. She's just She's garbage. a ghoul. They well the, the the reason I wanted to talk about it briefly is I I think Biden's got to get her on the bench quickly. Clarence yeah. Thomas, um, <laughs> so it's another weird one. When when the Supreme Court ruled on whether or not the January sixth committee could look at Trump's records, the vote was eight to one in favor of letting the committee look at Trump's records. Thomas voted against it. And Thomas's wife organized January 6th. Yeah. And there's a big article in the Washington Post the other day. a conflict of interest there. Jenny Thomas just admitted she was at the Stop the Steal rally on the 6th. She was there at the scene of the crime. 
you know? And Thomas doesn't recuse himself against anything. He Why does he have to? He, he doesn't. There's no check or balance on the Supreme Court. You know, de- Democrats fall for the whole decorum thing. Yeah. Republicans don't give a fuck. If they have I, power, guess what? They have power, they're going to use it. Yeah. They don't care. I, I, he's a piece of shit. He has no morals. Yeah, he you is. Know he has no morals. He is really terrible. You yeah, know, we I mean, know I, he's terrible. Like he's a horrible person. Why would he do? Why would he ever do the the, the decent thing? Yeah. He well, it's like he's a you know it's like what is it the scorpion and the frog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's basically. A scorpion. He, he's not good at. What he does. He's a terrible person. Like if he does anything right, it's probably because of terrible reasons. Yeah, or he did it accidentally. Yeah, or it's an oopsie boopsie. You know, or he he read it wrong. Yeah, he read it wrong. Oh, I thought I get to eat children, not eat children. Sorry, my bad. Well, I I don't know where the whole thing is going. I I still keep hoping they'll ramp up these investigations. I mean, it could turn out to be like perfect timing because the midterms are going to start fairly soon, and if they start ramping out these. Uh, results of the investigation during the midterms, then that's probably good news for the Democrats. I mean, um, it is, but I just feel like with right, all the right-wing media out there, I don't know if that news will ever reach those people that we need to see, like, hey, you know, these people stormed the Capitol and, like, tried burning down the cap. you know, like, it's being sold to them as a positive. I don't think it has to. You're, you're, you're right. You're not going to reach a Fox News listener or an OAN no, listener. The, the, the January 6th thing could come in and they're going to pull it up and say that Trump is 100% tied to it. We have all the fucking proof. It's all there, you know, being the fact his mouth is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then tie in all these kill foil, the yep. kids, people from Fox probably. Yeah. Uh, not probably, definitely, you know, uh, that guy with the tiny face and the big head. Yep. Um, you know, those fucking freaks, Alex Jones, Ronnie yeah. Stone, all those people. And it would not make a fucking difference That's to these true. people who watch and enjoy this shit. They would just say the liberal media, the globalists, the whatever are out to, you know, they, they eat children. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, you, you can't reason with these people. They're uh, pretty, they, they're, they got pudding for brains. Well, well, I don't think you do. have to reach them. I think you have to reach the 30% in the middle, right? Like that's what you're fighting they for. Give that 30% in the middle, they're just apathetic. Their brains are putting for different reasons. Yeah, they, they could. You don't need, look, you're playing on the margins here though. Like yeah, I know. if it's you like figure a, you have the progressive vote and you've already lost the chud vote, then you're fighting for the middle and you only need to get a sliver of them. Yeah, what do they call so, that? Uh, something marketing where you just... Affinity marketing or flits, and it's like two thousand people respond. Oh yeah, more than your money's direct marketing. I mean, that's it. You just gotta hope that like two percent more people vote for you. Yeah, that's That's it. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I, this is an awkward transition. Um, I I think it will it will matter because you see more and more states going Texas's way. Uh, well, and, the other thing that they're going to is they're putting in ridiculous voter suppression laws. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, they, they know, they yeah. know the rules of the game just as well as anyone. And, and they, they don't want the Democrats to pick up that 2% or, or whatever. Yeah. They're going to make sure that 2% or 3% vote doesn't count. Yeah. 
That'll be interesting. I don't know how surgical they're going to be in doing this. You know what I mean? I know like, what you mean because you said they end up taking out a bunch of their voters every time they do these bullshit suppression yeah. laws. I mean, it's not going to help if it's not going to help them if they hurt a lot of their own voters too. I mean, they'll just like piss a bunch of people off. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to I see. Would, if, okay, if I was like a Republican. Yeah. Right. And I voted for them. And then I found out my vote got thrown out because of some bullshit reason. Yeah. I would also, you should also look at it this way like, okay, yeah, your guy won. But like, technically, your guy that won doesn't owe you shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you did your vote. You're not a constituent, really. Right. You may think you won, but you didn't because your guy, so your guy doesn't owe you shit. And they're going to do all kinds of shit that's going to affect you too in a bad yeah. way. And I don't think these people realize that. Like, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, the, you know, it, that's what always drives me nuts. Like, if Democrat wins and they just get some conservative votes, they'll be like, well, I have to be for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. But Republicans don't give a fuck. No. They don't care. Well, it's weird. I know that the, it's it's tough. The, the Republicans, they don't care if, if people lose faith in government. That's almost what they want. Yeah. You know? Because um, honestly, they're, voters or viewers whatever they hate government yeah even though they enjoy government they, they enjoy the power and the no the i mean they enjoy the people so. that vote for them enjoy things and they'll realize it like there's things from government oh, yeah they benefit from hmm. you know like the again i talked about this before in the podcast they they hate obamacare but my favorite is that old guy after trump won yeah like don't take my aca away and they're like right uh, uh, oh, Obamacare, you dumb fuck. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take that away from you. And like in the midterms, I remember in like 2018, midterms, all of them yeah. were like, no, we're going to keep, uh, we're going to keep the, uh, what is it? Um, previous conditions. Right, right. Pre existing conditions. It's yeah. like, how can you keep it? The only way you keep it is if you don't, if you fuck with, like, oh, we'll put you in a pool. Like, that's even worse. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, these people. Well, yeah. I think. Um, and, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. <clears throat> well, you were saying, like, the whole, like, the GOP, like, the stuff that's going on in Texas. So, like, what are the states? You said, like, Idaho was one of them, but that's, like. Yeah. Different. Well, it's two It's two, two different things. One is that there, w- there will be a number of states that simply cut and paste Texas's abortion law and use it idaho's of one of them florida will be one um and there, there will be other states and and you're right i mean maybe some southern states won't like because there's always a surprise here or there but um i think there, this will happen in a lot of places but the second thing and this is a weird one is that the the way texas got this law to pass was that they didn't necessarily make it a law they didn't, Texas didn't come out and say like, you can't have abortions per se. They basically said, anybody can sue you if you provide an abortion. That's just insane. Right? That's, and, I mean, that it was like the salt on the wound. It was right. like, not just are we going to like make it really difficult for you and take away your, your body autonomy, but we're also going to open the door for like every creep in the world to like, yeah. So Come like in you could, and fuck with you. You could literally have, in theory, you could have uh, the the rapist sue his victim 
uh, if his victim decided to go have an abortion. Yes. You, that, that's yeah, the rapist is the moral one in this right. story. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. So Florida did something similar that had nothing to do with abortion. They said that any, any person in the country can sue a teacher if a teacher mentions gender identity. <laughs> so any... Anyone. So that's, I think, the dynamic that's more interesting is not necessarily abortion. And, and abortion is very serious. And, and I think that's obviously worth talking about. But the idea that Republican states are going to adopt that law, the, uh, the idea that if you don't like something, you can just invite anyone in the country to sue someone. Well, and, you know, I moved to a different state. I moved to a state that is open, welcomes people when it comes to gender identity and abortions and all that stuff you're talking about. They, I think they, I, I don't know the exact term or anything, but I think there's voted on thing. It basically protects people, you know, trans people. And all. It, it's like, yeah. it's like revert. It's like a weird, bizarre world. It's like the opposite in a good I way, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I have a... a I get cynical when it comes to that because that you also have that's that's where it was established in law that bakers don't have to bake cakes for gay couples. You know, that was a Colorado baker and yeah. he went through federal courts and through circuit courts. Yeah, but that's and, a, you're talking about like I'm talking about the state like as a Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that a, like uh, an asshole from who went through a court system. This isn't the, I'm talking about the actual state the governor that the politicians here they're not yeah. they're not the 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 race the bigot baker they're, oh no no i'm just I saying that like people that, suck everywhere that well that's the the problem is states like red states kind of ruin it for everyone because you you it sets up a dynamic where like even in a nice liberal state run by reasonable sound rational people well i know it, it, it like emboldens these assholes yes exactly and then they take well, their again what the red states are doing this is all meant to go to the right wing supreme court every horrible thing that yeah. they're putting yes. through yeah is meant to put in some kind of to end up going into the court circuit so that, see, the other thing that was bad about the Supreme Court swinging to the right, as which it's completely a right-wing Supreme Court now, is that they, not just do they, are they going to rule horribly, but they get to pick the cases. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're they going to literally pick the cases that are literally handed to them. Yeah. And they can and, ignore the ones they want to ignore. Yeah. You and, know? They're gonna, and they're going to use, like... They're waiting on that perfect one for abortion. They're going to do something about gay marriage at some point. Well, that that's it. And that's that's why you get these dynamics where if like a baker doesn't want to bake a cake for a gay couple, he'll pitch a fit. And then the Supreme Court will be like, of course, you know, Bocephus doesn't have to bake a cake. Bocephus. Right. For this couple. But then you have a restaurateur in Texas that says, I don't want to serve unvaccinated people. Or I don't want to serve people who don't come in wearing a mask. The Supreme Court will be like, mm, that's best left to the states. They won't hear yeah, that. Case. Yeah, well, you yeah, know? because that doesn't same fit fucking their thing. War argument. Yeah, same fucking thing. 
uh it's it's not the same thing the 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 restaurant yeah, restaurant guy is like hey i care about my staff yeah, i have a legitimate public health customers so i'm asking people you know i would prefer if you were eating in my establishment i think the whole mask inside of restaurants kind of stupid because uh, you end up taking it you, you yeah. make a decision i just use that as an example right. I wasn't, but i, I mean like the vaccine thing i think is totally fair i'm sorry but like well, let's just say you world. you run a gift shop at the mall and you want people to wear masks or yeah. whatever. You know, what I mean, like I'm just saying that like the Supreme Court will hear Dude, the gay. Baker I had to money. deal with it with movers, yeah. both Texas and Colorado. I had to deal with telling the movers to wear a mask, and yeah. they all gave me shit. They all gave me shit in Texas and in Colorado. Yeah. They were like, I mean, I understand. They explained to me like they're moving stuff and everything. That I said, listen. Just make an effort. That's all I ask. Yeah. And they had it on. I saw times there was off. I saw some one of, there would be that one asshole who never had it on. Yeah. Whatever. I made my point, and it's just funny that like I end up being like this asshole, and I'm like, I'm sorry, we're still in a fucking pandemic. Yeah. And you know they're like, oh, I promise you, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if you are. Like, well, it, it was like I thought. Ellie was like. Oh no! Like I said that, I'm like I'm gonna tell them. I don't care. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like funny. I argue, guys. I'm paying you. You're in my fucking house. Please wear a mask. Yeah, that's that's very reasonable. That's that's like the same. Some people say, "Hey, wear the those little plastic booties when you're in my house," and other people don't care. You know, what I mean, like yeah, like you're listen, people, I get so. it. You are uh, lifting furniture. You're moving things downstairs. I get it. I said to them, "Listen, you gotta take the mask off for a bit." Yeah. I get it. Well, like, I would appreciate if you wear it as much as possible. That's it. Yeah. Well, this yeah. this kind of ties into this yes, last. I'm like a reverse Karen. <laughs> this I'm last. Like Karen. C A R E N C A R K. Karen. This last yeah. thing ties into kind of the last topic that I had on our list. Um, I think this. I think this is the GOP strategy in general. And I think it worked like a charm for them in Virginia because Virginia well, we have nothing else. Well, I, I think it's it's a, a scattershot thing. And it's basically like they will test the waters and find out what the loud, the loud vociferous group wants. And they will give it to them. Is that the only name of a hayseed? Is that even a name? I think it's uh uh no that's like the vocal like real vocal like uh oh you always say you call people vociferous guy's name is vociferous <laughs> I don't know I I I knew a guy who had a a giant monster pickup truck that he named vociferous and so I always vociferous that's it that's my that's my go to redneck name um, it sounds like vaguely biblical but also kind of like dumb dumb yes it's got bow in it right bow truck named bo cephas so in psalm 26.2 you know this lays down the mountain the republicans in virginia found that anti-mask in school rhetoric worked really well and they ran with it that was their entire yeah it's a basic inconvenience well, and, and even people that really support mask mandates don't like wearing masks. Nobody likes wearing I a mask. Love it. I love having a thing 
my ear always being pulled <laughs> apart. Right. Great. So I, I think that that's it. And I think, and I, I got, I started developing that theory uh, because I couldn't, the, well, the, yeah, it's like the truck thing though, like that whole stupid truck thing, which was awesome. The, you know, the, the, I guess the best thing about the Ukraine thing is that it shut the fuck, like no one gives a fuck about that yeah. truck thing at all, which I'm kidding. It's like not a, but that whole, it's like, what the hell is this truck thing about? Yeah. And then you find out what it is, is nothing to do with like labor, nothing to do no. with like, better benefits. No, it's, it's just, but it's the same assholes who did the get back to work protests in like may of 2020 but you those, ask them what pricks. what they're protesting and they're like the mandates and then you're like, like well, what, what mandates what mandates yeah. and they can't name they any literally go anywhere what no do one you, cares the only the only mandate the only real mandate that's left is that you still got to wear masks on airplanes good you should i think you they should institute that forever i'm sorry yeah you're in a fucking cylinder tube same people for hours yeah with recirculated air and an airplane, I think, the best place to spread a virus i think that they should make we people wear those movie. spit bags that police make unruly prisoners wear where it's basically <laughs> like a giant bag of like minute rice with all the holes in it so you like can still breathe for <laughs> you just put it on their head like you should that you should have to wear one when you get on a yeah, plane was it? the other day like ted cruz made some bullshit claim he goes yeah, yeah. A pilot hugged me and said, Thank you for fighting for me for not having to wear the mask. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bullshit, that didn't happen. Yeah. Like anyone hugs Ted Cruz. Ted <laughs> Cruz on a plane. The workers are usually like, oh, this fucking asshole again. <laughs> These people, fuck that never happened. Ted yeah. Cruz is lying. No fucking pilot hugged him. Yeah. Right. Thank you for fighting to make sure that the flying death trap that I'm in, that I'm commandeering. Thank you for making sure that people can spread their fucking illness everywhere yeah i believe that as yeah. much as i believe that lauren bobert was uh, was thanked by a what was it oh, lieutenant yeah. corporal <laughs> yeah she claimed that like you don't even know what the hell that is these people so, always make up these bullshit stories no one's thanking you Get well in, in florida ron DeSantis just came out and he, he just he abolished the fsa which is their version of the the star test in Texas or the stand the high stakes standardized now, test. That seems like a thing that most people hate anyway, regardless of what yeah. politics are. But why would he do that? Well, um is it to like I my theory is you find a very popular thing. Look, it, the FSA I, I taught in Florida public schools. Everyone hated the FSA. Fucking hated the FSA. But isn't Kids that literally put in to basically defund schools in the end? um yeah to a lot of people you have to take these tests and everything or your school lose funding yeah the, the the basic theory is that like you would if you're if your school is not getting high enough test scores then it's easy to fire teachers even if they had yeah. tenure and also if the school um in florida at least if the school got like a low grade for like five years in a row then they would be turned into a charter school so I find it odd that he would. I feel like there's got to be like a bad thing here because it seems. Oh, they're like, still doing the bad things. I mean, they're they're just like removing the the mechanism by which they did those bad things. You know, yeah. now it'll be something else. It'll be like probably if, make it easier for them to remove funding. Yeah. Now. Well, schools have to have grades. You know, 
I mean, if, if it's not one thing, it's another, you know, yeah. and um, a lot of schools that are in trouble, <coughs> excuse me, honestly, uh, they have bad attendance problems. If you have bad attendance problems, then you get dinged financially. Your school gets reimbursed less money. Uh, they, they, they've, well, in Florida now, you can sue public school teachers if they mention gender identity or something. Well, that's what the don't say gay thing. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about this before or after like we started recording? I swear that the the guy from Disney fucking oh no, this was before. This was before, so, yeah. Supposedly like the CEO of Disney or something like yeah, fucked up and like he didn't come out in support of it, but he like he it was like, terrible. He like ignored it. And then a lot of his uh, employees are like, you've got to say something like, because the, Disney would give tons of money to Republican politicians in Florida. Yeah. And so finally he came out and said, look, we are suspending all political contributions. And the people Which were sounds like, like when you first hear that, you're like, oh, that's good. But then it's like, no. They're like, you're missing the point. You need to support politicians that will fight for us. We're already dealing with this horrible shit from Ron DeSantis. Yeah, you I need mean, to support people. This, yeah. This guy's an idiot because it's like, you know, what do you think? Like, the people that make all your entertainment that you sell, people are either uh, they might be gay, trans, yeah. or yeah. they're allies, or they have best friends, they have relatives. They respect people that they know in their lives and they're like we're not like we're not going to work for a company that we're not going to yeah. give you our creative our creativity so that it's, you can support ron DeSantis. yeah it's tough i mean like it it is tough Dis, disney is so iconic that they can afford to be a leader you know what i mean like i get how a startup company doesn't want to jump into the social issues stand because they're trying to find their footing. Disney could be like, like, like Citicorp does. Citicorp, which is not known as like a very liberal company, came out and said, if you're an employee of ours in Texas and you need reproductive health care, we'll fly you somewhere where you can get it. They just, I'm really curious how that, that just sounds too easy. Well, I, I, I'm I, sure I, there's, there's a, a process. Of, I mean, there's I'm, probably a, insane process involved well but no but just the mere great. fact that they said that even if they never do it just saying it is like a big deal it's Dis- enough to scare the politician a bit yeah disney could say anything they wanted and people still fucking go to disney yeah they, they, they have don't the care clout. they don't give a fuck they still love mickey they yeah. still love goofy they don't care right. but what are you saying to me about disney that the idea like it's ridiculous that they would even like that he fucked up because he said like what did you say about disney oh this disney has like disney's a very big big and gay culture when i like lived in are you talking about like the product are you talking about the actual park the well when i lived in orlando okay uh i a lot of people i knew worked at disney and worked at the theme parks but a lot of people worked at disney a lot of people in the local theater community which had a pretty big gay contingent worked yeah worked worked in um thing a lot of people in the creative arts i, I look I'll, I'll bet you people in the creative arts are gay at the percentage rate of any other group but they're a little more open about it they're a little more comfortable talking about it or they were in the late 80s early 90s when i lived there and this disney had gay days you know where like it, had it, it was decades it was tacitly 
appreciated i mean disney didn't officially have like a gate like they put out flyers or anything but like <laughs> they, they knew it was happening you know they knew when everyone's showing up wearing rainbow tanks you know that you know that's what was going on and they they thrived off of it plus like the disney princess culture it's like a disney has a very big role in gay identity in orlando you know if i'm the way i recall it so the notion that like Disney can disassociate itself from like being gay in some way. It's just, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, dude, the guy fucked up. It's like, it's just stupid. Like, read the fucking room. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same thing that happened with like in Georgia when they were doing that insane abortion thing. And they were like, all these like studios moved their stuff in there. And yeah. Like, People are not going to want to come out here. They're not going to want to. They're not going to want to work in Georgia. They're not going to want to film in Georgia. They're not going to want to do anything. They're like, oh, you know, people, stuff happens. People meet people. People have sex. And it's like, wait, you can't get an abortion now because well, you're fucking trapped in this backward state because you're working on, like, Black Widow 6 or something. That's the thing is that all these states, all these, like, like Idaho, <clears throat> like Texas, like Florida, they'll come out and their big sales pitch to business was that you need to move here because government will get out of your way. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you all the tax cuts. We'll even pay you to come out here. We'll, we'll drain all our resources but they'll, to let you come here. Yeah, but their essential message too is like, we'll, we'll get out of your way. We're not going to regulate you. We're not going to have uh, minimum wage laws. We're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have any rules. You can just do your thing. Then you show up and they're like, oh yeah, but look, you can't buy beer on Sundays. Oh, yeah. And you can't, you know, like we shut down the interstate yeah, when the church lets out. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And a good example is a state like Georgia, where it's definitely swing more to blue over the decades. Uh, and you get these Republicans that try to come in and like, yeah, it's like they're, and I feel like that's kind of what you saw a little bit of with Texas, like Austin's blowing up. It's like Silicon Valley. There's a big movie like starting to bud yeah. in texas too and then you and then you see the state grow and then all of a sudden it's like beto runs and he loses by a sliver and then all the reactionary right wingers like losing their shit but eventually and then they start putting in all these insane laws and after biden becomes president and it's like wait so you do realize though all the people that moved in the past couple of years that help benefit your state they're not going to want to stay yeah. now, you may be like i don't care get out but guess what? Five, 10 years, when you start seeing more, you see a depletion of people, you're going to care. Yeah, when it only goes one of two ways. Either you start to lose those industries and lose those people and lose those, lose that group, or that group continues to come and changes your state. But right. those are the only two ways that that happen, you know, because if people keep moving here, if, if, creative liberal-minded yeah, I mean, progressive people joke i remember it started big with what's his face when he was governor uh oh rick the, perry dancing with the stars guy yeah rick perry um and he would brag about it like it basically made it sound like hey we're basically a tax shelter like just yeah. come down here you'll pay half of what you're paying any other state in the country bring in all the businesses help the state grow but again when you bring in all the businesses from California, New York, other states in the coast. Yeah. They're going to bring their ideas and you're not going to be able to have like your whole state be like Cracker Barrel anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
it is an interesting approach because I think that it it is working really well for the Republicans currently, but I don't know how sustainable it is. But that's always been the, the Republicans' problem for the last 15 years. The the age of the middle class white male is done, you know, and, and they, they want to prolong that age for as long as possible. But they're but just they helped eliminate it. They yeah, helped, that's the irony. Yeah. That's like um, the joke. Is like I was like thinking about this day, like like the white man provider myth that was like kind of made in the 50s which was really just a result of like all the stuff put in after world war ii right yeah the, yeah, yeah and they had this like this pompousness to them like as if they like deserved everything like the boomer or whatever Not yeah. boomer, like some of these gis or whatever like they get all these yep. great benefits their kids got all these great their kids got all these great benefits and then they vote for politicians to make sure no one gets those benefits right. anymore. And their grandkids now are not getting those benefits. Yeah. And it, and then they're being sold, like they talk about nostalgia, like how great it was in the past. And it's like, could have been that way, but you didn't want the brown people to move in. Yeah. And they voted for the politicians, promised, said they would, even though that they would make sure those people wouldn't move in. And then they shipped your job away and destroyed unions. <laughs> Jack made the price of like living like it's ridiculous like buying a house yeah. now like it is crazy if you if you hadn't bought a house um 10 years ago <clears throat> I don't know if I hadn't it, bought a house a while ago I don't know how I'd buy a house it, today I waited an extra week or two yeah where I moved if I waited an extra week or two I wouldn't be able to afford to live here oh yeah that's well, how crazy the prices got over, also like, we got if you had rented all this time and not bought a house oh, eight be years screwed. ago, We'd have you, I don't know where you'd live. You know what I mean? We'd like have to rent somewhere else and hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's daunting, but we'll see. Um, well, I think we covered that was it. Yeah. everything. Um, yeah, that was, was that as long as the Batman? No, no. <laughs> that's no. a good one. It's about two and a half. Yeah, this is our, our normal length episode. Wow. Maybe, maybe, yeah. All right. Well, now that we are a, uh, we are representing two different parts of the Yeah. Country. I live in the Shangri-La. <laughs> Joseph lives uh, with uh, Immortem Joe. Frogtown. Frogtown and Immortem Joe. Uh, you're one of those war boys, right? It's weird. <laughs> Joseph has silver nitrate stains all over his beard. I have a port. I have a port. I have a port in my arm. So when the driver of the car needs a blood transfusion, we can. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Blood boy, you're yes. one of the blood boys now. Yeah, gotta make a living somehow, right? Tough. By helping someone else live with your blood. It's a caring profession. It literally is. <laughs> I'm like a nurse. I'm like yeah, yeah, in a way, or like uh, you're being leached. Yes, one or the other. So. Do you remember uh Rapid You remember the show Angel? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the, how awesome that last season was? Oh, when it was great. Like in charge of the evil law firm. Yep, and Wolfram you got and see, Hart. Like, you got the yeah, they were awesome. I love that whole storyline. It was so good. The evil law firm, and like they end up in hell in the end. Yeah, yeah. He takes him, like he goes in the elevator. I think it's like in the second season or whatever, and he goes down and it's like it just like kind of starts over. And the guy's like trying to explain it. I'm like, yeah, you're basically this is hell. LA is hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> there is no hell. This is it. 
This is it. I thought that was great. But yeah. there was all you get introduced to all these different demons. And one of the demons was this guy who had literally a blood boy that like oh, was yeah. that he would feed off of. God, yeah. And, and you know, I know how he died. Oh yeah. They poisoned the blood boy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's how you that's how you get rid of it's kind that's of the price of using a, a, a blood boy blood boy yeah angel was great and you're right that last season was amazing it was really really good because they because buffy ended the year before that so yeah like all the resources all like the creators and everything they basically got to just work on angel and they made like the most insane season yeah and they they totally gave up on episodes of the week or bottle up it was all they, all plot I think the guy who wrote The Tick did a bunch of episodes, too. Could be. It was like Tim Maneer and David Knight and Marty Noxon. It's like, I'll tell you, if you look at any good genre TV today, you'll see, like, people worked on Buffy or Angel. I think that David Strong, who was one of the bad nerds in Buffy, is now directing a whole bunch of good stuff. Oh, that Uh, guy. Yeah. Was he, like, the short one? uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's been in ton- He's acted in a bunch of things, but yeah, he's directed a lot of movies over the years. Yeah, that was just a, a powerhouse of a stable. But yeah, that last season of a- all I loved all of Angel. Well, that, that was last the season, season was where they made Willow go evil. They did a Dark Phoenix season. Yeah, uh, season six of Buffy. I think. Yeah, it was the the nerd, the evil nerds, but yes, yes. the nerds really weren't like. There was like one of them that was really bad. The other two, like right. They were just like kind of going on there. But I just remember he, Willow turned the main evil nerd, uh, his skin inside out. After oh, he yeah. Accidentally killed uh, her girlfriend. Tara, yeah. He, he turned her, he, I remember that scene. She like yeah. turned his skin inside out and he was like just a. Right. Oh, like, fuck. Those things from like uh, Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that on note, that note. <laughs> I'm Rob. Uh, I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about that? Thank you for listening to You Still Going On About That. Um, please like, comment, share. And if you haven't done already, please follow us on Instagram, YSGO, Facebook, YSGO, and Twitter, YSGO. Thank you, and have a great day.